When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Full Coverage, a podcast for beauty lovers by beauty lovers. I am your host, best-selling author and beauty enthusiast, in no way a professional or an expert. Let's get that out of the way before we start. Lindsay Kelk, hello. It is so, 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 so good to be back. I have missed this. I have missed you. I have missed Full Coverage. I've got a bunch of episodes coming your way over the next few weeks, some really great chats with some really great people, also an episode that's just entirely me answering many of your questions, so look forward to that. Man, that went on for a while. Uh, I love a chat, I don't know if you know that. Uh, We've also got some special topics, I've got an episode coming up for you on celebrity beauty brands, that was one that was very highly requested, and uh, some returning guests coming back to the pod to say hi, to check in. I wonder if you can guess who they might be. Uh, It will just be me for these next few episodes. I know a lot of people are wondering where the old pod wife, the old difficult eyes is at. Uh, She's a busy old lass. She's a busy old lass. Uh, Go and check her out at uh, her new Instagram page. She's still at Harry Makes Up Ofs, uh, but you can also check Harry out at Freelance for Freedom because she's doing a bunch of cool coaching stuff now and hopefully we'll get her back at some point. Uh, But for the sake of getting these episodes out to you, because I've been promising them for so long. (laughs) I really just wanted to chat with these incredible people and share these conversations with you. So without further ado, today's episode features one of my favorite conversations I have ever had. I know I say that a lot, but this really was, and you'll hear it uh, at the end of the chat. I'm just basically bawling about how happy I am. I was lucky enough to have a chat with the one and only Mr. Harry Josh. Harry is an industry icon, Uh, hair industry, but beauty in general, fashion also. He is just a god amongst men. He is the nicest, most generous man. Uh, One of the kindest people I think I've ever spoken to, one of the most inspiring, uplifting, wonderful humans. You probably know him for his wonderful line of hair tools. He uh, has a gorgeous line of mint green hair tools, which I'm sure you've seen all over the gram. I'm sure you've seen incredible people using them. He's got a couple of stories about that here too. Loves a name drop does Harry, but it's not even name dropping because they're his genuine friends. It's just very upsetting. He's just so nice. Everyone wants to know him, me included. Uh, He's also the father of ombre hair. He is the one that gifted the world ombre hair and worked with Giselle and gave her her trademark locks. So later on, we'll be having that chat uh, and you'll be able to hear all about Harry's story, how he started out, where he came from. It is Honestly, one of the most wonderful conversations. So inspiring. I'm going to stop saying that now. But I just really loved him. And I hope that you will too. With hair in mind, and I will say, we tend not to do as much hair chat on full coverage as makeup chat. Because I feel like hair is very subjective, isn't it? Hair tools are great, actually, because everyone can talk about hair tools. Uh, But everyone's hair is different. So everyone's reaction to shampoos and conditioners and styling products is different. That said... There's been a couple of really big launches and I've had quite a few questions about both of them. So I wanted to chat about those in today's new news. And the two brands we're gonna discuss are JVN Hair and the new hairline from The Ordinary. So we'll start off with JVN. Obviously, goes without saying, but I will say it, uh, JVN Hair is the new line from Jonathan Van Ness, Queer Eye's own Jonathan Van Ness. Uh, everyone loves him. I don't know anyone that doesn't love JVN. I know a bunch of people that got to meet him when he was premiering this line and they all said the same thing. They're like, he's just really great. Uh, so props to JVN for being great and props to him for having this line. Um, feels late to me, but also there's been a pandemic and it takes a really long time to develop stuff. But Queer Eye's been back, back, back for a couple of years, hasn't it? And I guess props, I say it feels late, but actually props to JVM for taking the time to do it properly and not label slapping. Because I will say this, 
every review I've had of people who have used the JVM products, it's been overwhelmingly positive. Uh, with a couple of provisos I'll get to, but it is a great line. Um, there are three shampoo conditioner options. There's a hydrating line, a volumizing line, and a strengthening line. Uh, there is an instant recovery serum, which I really like. It comes in a jar, so it feels very sexy and fancy. Uh, it's not like a, a liquid serum, it's like a cream serum. It's a bit heavy for fine hair, but because my hair is bleached uh, to within an inch of its life, uh, my hair really loved it, but only on the ends. Keep it on the ends, keep that in mind. Um, there are nourishing shine drops, there is an air dry cream and a pre-wash scalp oil. I've seen a lot of people say a lot of great things about the pre-wash scalp oil. I am too lazy and too impatient to remember to do it, so I'm not gonna try it. Um, the air dry cream, I use the Bumble and Bumble air dry cream a lot because I do like to let my hair dry on its own. I try and avoid as much heat damage as I can, as I said, bleached to death. Uh, so I love an air dry cream. This one, I don't know. I've only used it a couple of times, so jury's out. Um, I've heard a couple of people say they love it. I've heard a couple of people say it's too heavy for their fine hair. I think it probably does work better on thicker, drier, and probably curlier hair. Uh, but it's a cool line, it's not overwhelming, and it's obviously, I, I hate doing this, but you're like, it's free from all the things that lines say they're free from these days. Um, so it is free from sulfates and silicones, it's color safe, it's vegan. This is where it gets interesting. It's made with clean hemisqualane. I'm not going to get into why I hate the word clean. You know why I hate the word clean. It's marketing. It's nonsense. Um, but it's made with hemisqualane. So this is where it gets interesting because this line is backed by the same company that created Biosense. Um, we talked a ton about Biosense when they came out as a line. We interviewed uh, someone who worked there. It's just like been a big success. The products are really great. They are created with uh, this plant squalane that's sugarcane derived that they have created in a lab, which is very, very smart. So it only makes sense that they have also now started a hairline. I think it's really interesting that they went with a JVN hairline and not a Biosense hairline. It makes me wonder whether or not Biosense hair products will follow. Uh, JVM was also an ambassador for Biosense. Um, and we're talking pre-pandemic, so a bazillion years ago, Harry and I went to a Biosense launch in Hollywood and JVM was there to present it and to talk about it. So his relationship with them goes back, uh, which is why I think all of this makes sense. The idea behind the hemisqualane is it is a smaller molecule than regular squalane, so it can penetrate the hair shaft. Mm, I don't know. Uh, but it, the idea is it's much smaller, so it can take care of your hair. It is great for hair. And so, yeah, that's what is the main ingredient. There's also um, a lot of buzz about how great the fragrances are on these products. A lot of care and attention went into the fragrancing of these uh, products, which I think we really owe something to the way, um, to way hair care, because their fragrance obviously is so great that they are now making fragrances. Uh, but I think it's great to see, if you're gonna put fragrance in hair care, put thought behind it and make it beautiful and make it a selling point. When you go on the JVM website, uh, it describes the fragrances to you in like a very sexy, seductive way. For example, uh, the serum uh, is described as the scent is a cozy blend of amber and cashmere musk is brightened with a splash of lemon and mandarin. Ooh, I mean, that's not just like, it smells like this. Uh, so they put some real thought into it and it's part one of their selling points. So I think that's interesting. Um, pricing is mid-range. I know it's in Space NK in the UK, which always makes you think they've jacked up the price there. Uh, you can also get it online. There's quite often deals on, on the website, or I've seen quite a few deals on the website, um, and you can get 15% off for signing up uh, to their mailing list, which you can always re unsubscribe from later. Uh, but yeah, it's an interesting line. I think it's pretty good. I think it is not a celebrity cash grab, unlike some, and I'm really curious to see how it grows and if it endures, because you know, JVN is a celebrity and Queer Eye perhaps isn't as hot as it was once and the, the, you know, the star of those guys is not on the rise as much as it was at one point. So I'm really curious to see how he moves his career onwards uh, and how this brand is part of that. The second brand we're gonna talk about, as I mentioned, it's Hair Care From The Ordinary. Now, uh, I will preface this by saying we will have an episode in a couple of weeks 
you know, like maybe four weeks, uh, but an episode where I'm going to chat with PK, who is the lead scientist or chief scientist um, at The Ordinary, and he's going to answer all of your questions. You've sent a bunch of them in, so I'm going to get answers on those. We're also going to talk about this hair care uh, and get into the weeds of why it is the way it is, because it is quite an interesting formulation. Uh, but just to give you an overview, and I have used this quite a lot, so I can talk more clearly about this than I can the JVN, which I've just dabbled with. Um, but the ordinary, it's very, very, as you can expect, bare bones, does what it says on the tin. So there is one shampoo, one conditioner, two hair serums or scalp serums, and four oils that are available. But I think the oils were already part of the ordinary line and they've been drafted into the hair care. Uh, but speaking of the shampoo and conditioner, really reasonably priced as you might imagine like very 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 reasonably priced eight dollars here in the u.s for 240 mils which is bonkers i could not get a shampoo that is half decent from the drugstore or the supermarket for that price uh, i really like the packaging it's really gender neutral it is this white squarish uh, rectangular cool packaging it looks cool in your shower anyone would use it you, you know gender regardless anyone would use it which is just so nice um the shampoo is a sulfate four percent cleanser for hair and body the conditioner is i have not practiced saying this so watch me get it wrong behentrimonium behentrimonium sure chloride two percent conditioner let's just call it the ordinary conditioner let's just call it the ordinary conditioner uh then we've got natural moisturizing factors plus hyaluronic acid for scalp and the second serum is multi-peptide serum for hair density then the four oils are there's 100 percent plant derived squalane so we're back to that squalane again that was in the jvn line there's 100 percent organic cold pressed moroccan argan oil we you know which you might recognize argan oil moroccan oil from moroccan oil uh, there's a hundred percent cold pressed virgin marula oil now the company that's most famous for using marula oil is drunk elephant so they're covering a lot of bases here and then wild 100 percent plant derived hemi hemi squalane hemi in america hemi in the uk i don't know but hemi squalane uh which as i've just said is the uh, star ingredient the superstar ingredient in the JVN line. So I think it's very interesting that The Ordinary are off also offering a hemisqualine product and that you can get it as just like a neat oil. It's not in the products. Now, I met with Nicola, who is the CEO of Desiem, uh, parent company of The Ordinary, a couple of weeks ago or a little while ago, and she was in LA uh, to talk about these products and just to chat in general love Nicola what a champ we both went to the same uni it was a very exciting time for me um but we talked about this and one of the main things we talked about is the fact that the shampoo or the hair and body cleanser it literally says on it sulfate four percent now most products will go out of their way JVN included to say we do not have sulfates in we do not want sulfates in sulfates are bad now is that true uh sulfates as you know are the products usually put into shampoos to make them foamy uh, so it's what makes it suds up um, it also is a surfactant which is what attracts the oil and takes the oil off your scalp and cleans your hair uh, the problem is they can also strip the natural oils from your scare and help which makes scare scare and help oh my god i've been off this for a minute haven't i hair and scalp um, and that can make your scalp irritated it can make your hair dry and brittle um, and that's where the bad reputation of these products come in so when we're thinking about things like um, sodium sodium laurel sulfate I think is the one people mostly are trying to avoid SLS that's the one that we're all a bit scared of um, but that doesn't happen for everybody if you have really oily hair if you have dandruff you might not have a problem with sulfates or you might prefer a sulfate because as long as it's not in a high concentration, it's really going to give you a very deep clean. It's only if you have damaged hair, uh, very fine hair, very fragile hair, that's when you shouldn't be using high concentrations. Uh, a lot of people would just say don't use it at all if those are your issues. When I talked to Nicola at Desiem and when I talked to um, PK, uh, the chief scientific officer, we will get into this. They did so much research and you know that, you know, Desiem products, The Ordinary, are backed by a tremendous amount of research, like a lot of testing, a lot of scientific research goes into these products. And they found that a, a lot of sulfate is bad, 
but a small percentage of sulfate, in this case 4%, is actually beneficial. So it shouldn't fade colour, it shouldn't irritate skin, you still get a, a relatively sudsy wash. I would say it's not like crazy suds. If you love to lather up, if you love a big old foamy head full of bubbles, you won't get it here, but you get some foaming, which with a lot of sulfate-free shampoos, you don't. So if you've tried them, you would know what I'm talking about. You know, you wet your hair, you put it on, and then you've got to work it through the hair, and it's a little bit like, why is this so hard? It's because you haven't got any sulfates in there. So here you get a lower concentration of suds, but you get the benefits of sulfates, which is a really good cleanse. Um, I have used it as a body cleanser as well as a shower gel but I just find that a bit weird and it's got no scent or anything it's color it's colorless um and it hasn't got a scent and I am a big baby who likes my shower gels or bar soap been using a lot of bar soap uh to, to smell nice because I'm a lady and I like that uh, so I probably wouldn't use it I've just saved it as a shampoo I will say Jeff really loves it because he's a literal no frills no nonsense shampoo and conditioner fella uh, and he's really been enjoying it that's the shampoo. Um, the conditioner, I can't get my head around it. So I've got, as I said, super, super bleached hair. Uh, I live in LA where it's extremely dry, so I get very dehydrated skin. My hair gets very dry as well. It's very damaged. It's very fine. Um, I'm very, very particular. I've used every conditioner in the world. I've used, I use Olaplex regularly to try and keep my hair in shape, but I have to be very um, careful with my conditioners. I think with shampoos, which is part of the conversation I had with Nicola at Desiem, is you know, shampoos on and off. So as long as it's not irritating your scalp or stripping your color, shampoo's not on your hair that long. Or if you're doing like a color deposit, sometimes I'll do a purple shampoo to take the brattiness out of my hair. But if you're just looking to clean your hair, the ingredients in your shampoo are less important because they're not on your head for a very long time. The ingredients in your conditioner need to do a job. They are there to smooth the cuticle, to protect your hair, to take care of it, to make your color last longer, to make it look glossy and shiny and healthy and wonderful. I don't know how for $8 this conditioner is one of the best conditioners I've ever used, but it is. I cannot figure it out. Guys, it is just so good. It's really, really light. It does not weigh my hair down at all. It works really quickly. You don't need to leave it on very long, but it leaves my hair tangle-free. It leaves it combable. I can come straight out of the shower. I um, I use a turby towel, one of those drying towels, because I like to get as much of the moisture out as possible, because I say my hair is bleached, and when your hair is wet and bleached, but regardless when it's just wet on its own, it's when it's, it's most fragile. So I'd like to dry it as quickly as possible, but without using heat. Uh, I can comb my fingers straight through it with this conditioner. It's so good. It's freaking me out. Uh, and that's all I have to say on the matter. It's so good. And it's $8 for 240 mils. And I'm already a little bit like, I should get a backup. I should get a backup. Because sometimes ordinary stuff goes out of stock, uh, supply chain issues, what have you. I'm already like, I need to get a back out, back up. I'm only halfway through the bottle. Also, you need a tiny amount. It's honestly so amazing. I can't say enough good things about it. Um, the natural moisturizing factors, hyaluronic acid for scalp serum and the multi-peptide density serum. Um, I think you need to use them for a while to see results. And I have not done that to tell you if they're any good. I do like the idea that, um, again, was part of my conversation with Nicola, is that, we're putting your ingredients, it's like putting it in your actives, it's like your skincare. So you're putting the ingredients where they're gonna stay because you put these serums on dry hair, uh, preferably at nighttime and let them soak in and then leave them on. So you don't wash them out. So that makes sense, doesn't it? And if you're doing a serum for hair density, uh, it's for the appearance of thicker, fuller hair. So it's not actually going to make your hair thicker and fuller. When products say for the appearance of thicker, fuller hair, it means it make it generally means either it plumps up the hair shaft or it's going to make your hair stay for longer because obviously we all shed and one of the ways to make hair look thicker and fuller is to retain the hair for longer extend the life cycle of the hair so that's hopefully what's happening here um so two serums i like the idea of them if you've got the patience to do it if you're going to do it every night 
and get the effects. If you had a very dry scalp, um, if I had a very dry scalp, I would absolutely use the um, natural moisturizing factors and hyaluronic acid. I think that would be really amazing as well for anyone who gets a bit of sunburn on the top of your head. We've all done it. We've all been there. I've got a center parting. I've totally sunburned my scalp and then it gets really, really dry. I'm really, really upset. This would be amazing for that. Uh, and the oils, just magically priced oils. The... Um, 100% plant-derived Hermes Squalane is $4.50. So you could go and buy the JVM products or you could go straight to the source for $4.50 and get a little uh, 30ml bottle of the squalene yourself to try as a serum for your ends. I and mean, that's what these oils are for. It's more like, you know, use it as and when needed. I just think it's a really clever line. I think it's like everything the ordinary does. Uh, you have to sort of figure it out what's going to work for you mix and match where it's going to go but it's really clever and everything I tried I liked that conditioner I cannot I can't get to the bottom of it it's witchcraft it's beauty witchcraft it's back 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 everything's back 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 guns told me off for saying back 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 too much Emma guns told me off so I, I won't say that anymore it's just back uh but yeah beauty witchcraft um if it is not if a curse or a deal with some sort of deity was not made to create this Behentrimonium, Behentrimonium Chloride 2% Conditioner. I, I don't believe, I think that's possibly code for we made a pact with a witch. Uh, and that's why they made it a difficult word to say because they don't want you to conjure up the hair witch uh, that made this conditioner so amazing. Anyway, as you can tell, full coverage is back and Waffle is back too, baby. Uh, <laughs> this is what's happening. But what's up next is far more important. We are going to take a short break. Right after that, you are going to hear my chat with the one and only, absolutely wonderful, heaven himself, Harry Josh. And then after that, we'll be back with a very special highlight of the week. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. extremely grateful and excited to have a guest with us today on full coverage it is the one and only mr harry josh hello sir how are you today i am great so happy to be here i love a podcast where i don't have to leave my house but still be able to exchange <laughs> amazing information with the tentacles of reach that everyone has via the internet so it's great we are very grateful to have you we have many many questions for you uh, but yeah, the joy of a podcast. I mean, we could be in our pajamas and people wouldn't know. I know. It's amazing. It's still, it's all about the content, right? The content gets out. People are still inspired. They still listen. I am the same way at home. I listen to podcasts all the time while I'm like cooking, cleaning. So I get it and I love it. And I'm grateful that we're doing it. <laughs> and I'll tell you what people want to hear about. And it is about hair. And they have yeah, so many questions. Uh, but before we even get to hair, they also want to hear about you uh, because right. you have a fabulous story. So for people who don't know you at all, which is probably three people listening to this, uh, tell us a little bit about how your journey in hair began. Um, well, it was actually a very long, slow, arduous journey that uh, took basically 12 years to have overnight success. <laughs> so, uh, because to most people I was nothing. And then all of a sudden to the people that when I became relevant, which was like in 2002, I had a huge Vogue article come out about me. They were all like, who's the brand new guy? Little did they know that it's been 12 years of me facing rejection, assisting, being, you know, sleeping on sofas and the whole gamut. Yeah. So it was quite a, quite a journey to get there. And I think the most 
interesting thing to take away really is how I was brought up. So just to kind of set the scene for my family, um, my parents were immigrants from India. So when we talk about immigrant life, we're talking full on immigrant life. He was Apu from The Simpsons. He worked at 7-Eleven. He worked at a gas station. He drove taxis. I mean, he lived that immigrant life. It's like whatever it takes to make sure that my kids can go to school, speak English, get an education and do better than he did. Wow. So that was the kind of life. Just if you, I want to go back to 1970. So this is kind of like when this is all happening. So just to get, set the tone, all right, for any kid out there who's just like, what was the world like in 1970? Uh, we think, you know, whatever, the racism has never really gone away, but it was certainly rampant where I grew up. And we were one of the very few brown Indian families that had immigrated to Vancouver, Canada, which is where I grew up. So the ideas as a teenager, as someone who was getting, um, you know, a little older, there was no template of an ethnic, let alone Indian, you know, yeah. tastemaker. So there was no one I would ever look at a TV, a designer, a musician, a celebrity. There was nothing. It was just like you either had to be European or, you know, some form of, you know, Caucasian skin, um, et cetera. So I'm like, it was very unrealistic for me to think like, well, I'm going to become a fashion person and I'm going to move to New York and work with celebrities and supermodels because there was nothing that indicated that that was going to be possible for me, including an, a rearing and an upbringing that solidified this would never happen for you. Like my parents, like this will not happen for you because this is not designed for people like us. And what they meant by people like us is like, we were, we're not that. We're just not that privileged family. We're never going to be like that. Nose to the ground, become a doctor, lawyer, engineer. That's where we get our respect. That's where the Indians are smart. You know what I mean? And I'm like, but I'm an artist. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to, you know, lug around medical books and all that kind of stuff. So it was a very difficult, long journey to finally get my parents to accept that this is what I was going to do. I was not going to go to college, even though they had enrolled me into college. I skipped college, meaning they thought I was going, but I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Started an internship at a hair program uh, in Vancouver, Canada, um, and, you know, inched, inched my way. And when I say inched, I should say millimetered, millimetered my way slowly into the US in 1990, starting off in South Beach, uh, followed by a series of rejections again. The amount of rejection, I I wish there could be uh, something, if I, if I ever die, I hope they can take part of my brain and figure out what part of rejection did I not understand? <laughs> Maybe that's your superpower. <laughs> like I was told no, nonstop. I was never told yes. It was always like, you're not good enough. Your work isn't good enough. You know, X, Y, Z, too young, too this, too that. And I would present constantly, but I had no thought in my mind that they were right. Yeah. Wow. But I was delusional because they were right. <laughs> but I look back in retrospect, I'm like, oh my gosh, I really was useless. I can't believe I was so cocky for being 18, thinking that I was like this very artistic, specially gifted child that was destined for greatness. So that whole idea in my head of being this thing that I was not served me, oddly enough, it's it, because it never let me give up this weird idea that what they said didn't matter, that if I just kept the hustle, that it eventually would happen. Yeah. So, and I know that's crazy because if I, even when I say the story back out loud, I wouldn't give myself the advice that I gave, <laughs> that I did. I would just be like, look, everything is stacked against you. Don't do this. <laughs> and like, so it's really odd and, and bittersweet that I ended up where I am because it kind of shows me that with tenacity and determination, all your no's will become yeses eventually. Right? You only need one yes, right? That's the thing. You can have a hundred no's. You need one yes to open a door. Only need one yes. And so... Uh, what ended up happening is, you know, I bobbed around for years, 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 trying to do this right and trying to make it work and always met with, you know, you're not there, your levels aren't there, you're not educated enough, you need bigger skills, this is America, this isn't a salon, this is a photo shoot, you know, you name it, the gamut, I don't, you, you don't know how to cornrow hair fast enough, you can't braid fast enough, you can't 
you know, and again, I didn't know. I was so naive. I was 18 or 19, just finished a hair program, thought I was a genius because I could, I don't know, cut a bob or something. Like, I don't know what delusion of self-grandeur I had that thought I was gifted. Oh, to be 18 again. Yeah, 18 again, to really think you know it all. I mean, I really thought I knew it all. And it wasn't until being pummeled in the face day after day, rejection after rejection, that I finally... I'll give you one example. So the day I moved to South Beach, I was very confident. I had booked all my agency meetings, which was like, if you do what I do, you're a hair and makeup artist, you have an agent. That agent then brokers you to magazines, photo shoots, magazines, you know, red carpet, celebrities, publicists, and tries to generate work for you. Once you work for them, hopefully you get a call back and that's how your the business grows. So I had gone to every agency, super confident that one of them would take me because I'm a gifted 18-year-old child from Vancouver, Canada with about six months experience. And why shouldn't I be doing Madonna by now? (laughs) (laughs) You know, this was my mentality. I met with every single agency. And as I met with each agency one by one, it was like slam book, slam door, slam book, slam door, slam book, slam door. The very last agency. And at this point, something was chipping away. The ego is finally being like, okay, reality check. Maybe you are not as cool and gifted as you think you are. Hang on a second. John, have a great flight. Great to see you. you. Take care. Um, So that was my first reality. And that last door that I knocked on, I did get rejected. So it's not like all of a sudden he's like, yeah, sure. You know, like you can come in. So he did reject me, but this is the clincher. It was one of those weird, awkward moments where like, it's, an, it's a glass elevator and this is the lobby. So it's like, it opens into the office. So I've been rejected. I'm facing the elevator, but they're two feet behind me because our office, it's an open office. And in the mirror, while I'm waiting for my elevator, a tear is running down my face and he sees it. So he taps on the glass. He's like, come back in here, kid. And he's like, he, and he sees a tear in my eye. He goes, what are you trying to do? I'm like, I'm trying to be a hairdresser. He goes, you're not qualified to be a hairdresser. He goes, he goes, these are pictures that you took of your girlfriends. This isn't a portfolio. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then he goes, let me show you a portfolio of a working hairdresser. So he tells me to hold on side. He goes around the corner, pulls back this book and starts flipping it in front of me. And I'm just like, boom, like huge swallow of pride. Like, oh my God, I'm so dumb. Like, holy crap. I can't do any of these things. Like when I saw the pictures, I'm like, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do that or that or that or that. He goes, exactly. He goes, you got good chutzpah. You know what I mean? But you just don't have the talent. And if you really want to do this, you need to assist. Oh, no, no, no. But I've assisted two times already. I just need a break. (laughs) Again, back to that delusional, like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm gifted. You just need to give me the break. And he was like, stop it. Like he was the most stern person. I was like, you are not. You know what I mean? So he got me assisting the very next morning on a bridal catalog, some German bridal magazine. I can't even remember. It was like 30 years ago. Anyways, so this woman at the time was doing hair and makeup. So I that was a blew my mind too, that there's people that did both. You know, like she was putting rollers in the hair and then she's putting on lashes. And I was like, oh my God, man, do I know nothing. You know what I mean? Like, so assisted her, assisted a bunch of other people, worked my way through a lot of people in South Beach in 1990. 91, 90, I can't remember the exact time, was there for a year and that ugly ego came back. I'm super qualified. I'm amazing. I have finally learned how to put in a hot roller. I can do fun. You know, I, I basically ticked off, ticked off the most elementary of hairdressing. And I thought, superstar, watch out. Where's Madonna? I'm coming. Okay. I use Madonna as a reference because when I was in 1990, she was my. All I want to know is if you got to do Madonna, but we'll yeah, go there. Yeah, totally. So um, that being said, I went with that newfound confidence to New York. So I kind of dusted off all the bad chips that had fallen on me. And I'm like, okay, now I'm ready for the big time. Get to New York, meet all the agencies. Same thing happened. Door shut, slam door. Book shut, slam door. Book shut, slam door. Same thing. Last one. This time they didn't call me back in. I just begged. I just said, is there anything that I can be doing? He's like, you need to assist. And so they got me a few random jobs assisting, but the hairdressers were so mean to me and they didn't want to mentor me. They just wanted me to know how to do things like here, finger wave this side of the head. I'm like, oh, uh, I've only done it once on a mannequin head. And 
I'm sure I could do it. I'm like, I mean, I was expecting more to be like observing and watching and handing a pin, but they were looking for someone to be like, finish that side of the head. I've got a call, you know? So I wasn't qualified again. So here it happened years again of like, you don't know what you're doing. You need to practice more and you need to do this X, Y, Z. So I basically decided after about two years of me doing this, I'm going to put this on the back burner and go to the place that made me consistent money, which was the hair salon. So I went uptown to a salon in Madison Avenue, gave up my, my fashion dreams of working on supermodels and celebrities and said, you know what? It's just not going to work. I'm just going to have to be a salon hairdresser. And oh, well. So I went to Madison Avenue, worked at a really bougie, fancy salon, super like elite people went there all the time. So it was really cool. Now, this is where the plot thickens. One of the customers that used to come in like clockwork, and I either it was for a blow dry once a week or her color every month or whatever, but she was at clockwork. She always came in. She was a very generous tipper. And I would always notice when I would blow dry her hair, she had these three ring binders, big binders. And the subheadings would say like Prada, Ralph Lauren, Versace, Gucci, you name it, whatever. And as she's flipping through her binder, I'm totally like peering over while blow dry, like totally spying on her paperwork, being like, what does this woman do that she would have reach to these famous people? And so I said to her one day, I said, hey, so what do you do? I always see you working. You're like, you know, like, you know, you're always busy working. You're like, you know, and she's like, I'm a fashion show producer. I'm from a small town. I'm like, what's that? What does a fashion producer do? And then she goes, well, we produce fashion shows. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Didn't even think that that's a job. You know what I mean? She's like, yeah, we produce, you know, the lighting, the stage, the music, backstage, we hire the models. And then as soon as she said that, <laughs> bing, models you know models you know what i mean she's like yeah we produce shows that's what we do and like we have different divisions we have a pr division and a you know production division pr handles all the seats in the front row making sure all the editors are all tucked away and beautifully set and the influencers celebrities backstage is all crazy hair makeup clothes wardrobe and i'm like that sounds exciting so then i befriended her as much as i could she left Gave me the tip. But then now this is the kicker. Because she came every week, every assistant knew that she was one of the most generous tippers. So they would fight to wash her hair. Like, it's my turn. Like, you got to do her last week. I'm doing this week, right? And we're talking about 20 bucks, not even a lot, but that was how broke we were, that it was worth 20 bucks to blow dry this woman's hair. Um, and then what I would say to them is, listen, you can keep the tip. Let me dry the hair. Because I needed time with mm -hmm. her. You know what I mean? Like, I don't give a shit about the money. I need to talk to this woman and figure out what the hell she does and get her to get me out of the salon and into her job. So uh, I blow dry her hair weekly and still trying to chat with her and eventually like, you know, kept asking her for a job and she was just very dismissive, like, no. And I said, you know, I'll work for free. I can be an intern. I don't need to be paid. You know, whatever it was, I eventually broke her down after like multiple visits. She's like, okay, call my my vice president, whatever, here's her number and we'll take it from there. So it was right before fashion week. I asked the salon if I could book off two weeks for a vacation, which was not really a vacation. <laughs> I was just like fashion week. Um, they were fine. Like, sure. So basically once I started at this company, KCD as a free uh, intern, which became freelancer, which became eventually full-time in that order. Um, it was the Devil Wars Prada. I, that was my, before the film came out, this was a high fashion Rolls Royce production company were the biggest movers and shakers, the biggest brands, and there was hierarchy and it was respected. And you didn't talk out of turn, you listened, you keep your head down, you work. So I kind of like was taught all of that very young, mm -hmm. you know, by the, the, the whoever the other, other intern may have been at the time or whoever, just like, just, you know, like, don't interrupt them when they're talking and don't ask questions when we're, foil, you know, filing stuff. And I'm like, okay, got it, got it you know, understand what I'm supposed to do. So the first task they'd given us was to organize model cards. So these model cards, it, back in the day, this is pre-digital for all you, anyone who's over 20, what are you talking <laughs> about? Back in the day, there was a piece of paper with a girl's picture on it. It was stapled on it, was her actual Polaroid. Now everything's digitized, but back then it was all folders. So you'd have these giant binders with literally 2000 girls in each binder from around the world. So you had a face of every working model from around the globe in these files. What had happened is the shelf had collapsed from the weight 
and all the binders exploded and it was a needle in a haystack, thousands of cards on the floor. They asked me to re-alphabetize them all and re. So painstaking job, did it with a smile, didn't care because to me, I was like, hey, I'm back in the game. You know what I mean? Like doing what? I'm locked in a closet organizing things, but I didn't care because I knew outside of my closet door that was closed, magic was happening. And to me, after all these years of bouncing around, trying to be around celebrities and models, this was the closest I got. Yeah. Even though I'm basically a garbage man in a in a fashion company, but at least I'm in the door now. You know what I mean? So that's how it kind of started. And then they the one kicker that kind of got my respect and got me into the actual paying job was one day we were filing the work and we the interns got moved into the main room. So I was super excited, which means I had access now to all the, you know people that were talking, how they were going to have their creative meetings about music and staging. And, you know, the stylists would be coming in to like, take a look at the collection and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I'm sitting on the floor filing away and I'm hearing all of the creative talk, maybe six, seven feet away from me. And they're talking and they're looking at vision boards and I'm just listening like every single word. And one of them guys, I don't know, cannot remember who it was, makes a reference that's wrong. He goes, I want it to feel like that, you know, would Linda first cut her hair, Linda eventually started, first cut her hair super short. And it was that L cover, you know, it was like that purple sweater in July. And like, it was so iconic. And I'm filing away. And I don't know what I said. I said, like, it was August and it was orange. And I'm just like, because <laughs> I was, but I had spoke out of turn. I'm like, uh-oh, like, didn't mean to speak. There was dead silence over the room. Like, full, like, crickets. A beat. And then someone's like, actually, he's right. The kid's right. When I was only like 22, three, and they were like 50, you know what I mean? But they're like, you know, like, and they're like, he knows he, that is the correct reference. We were wrong. So from that reference that I pulled out, I got instant respect. They're just like, whoa, I can't believe he memorized a picture. Who shot it? Which issue? Which month? From, wow. you know, three years ago or two years ago, whatever it was. So that being said, then after that, I got all the respect I, I needed. They promoted me. I became a casting director. And so then I was a casting director for Marc Jacobs and Louis Vuitton and uh, went to Paris with him when he first started the shows. And so I had kind of segued my part-time career because the celebrity hairdressing or the supermodel hairdressing wasn't working. I kind of threw up my hands and I just said, okay, I guess I'll never be that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I guess, I, but at least, but hey, now I'm a casting director and I'm in the same universe. I'm still around these people. And how cool is this? So that carried on. I became a casting director. Everything was really good. And then as the years went on of me doing this, this was only four months a year that I was busy doing this. But the rest of the eight months, I still kept my side hustle. The side hustle was cutting hair out of my apartment to make money because I still had that skill set and I still had clientele. Mind you, they were like Mrs. Johnson from around the corner, not, you know, Arena Shake, but they were customers. And that's how I made my living. You know what I mean? I either go to their house, cut their hair, they come to my house, cut their hair, whatever. So as this is going on, I befriended a lot of the girls at the time just from my job. I was with them for a couple months a year. We we're all kind of the same age and hung out and became friends. And then from these hangouts, they'd be at my apartment socializing off season, meaning like not during shows, but we actually became friends. And we'd be having wine and all of a sudden I would just be like, you should dye your hair black or you should cut a fringe. And they're like, excuse me? You know what I mean? Like, why do you have any opinion about hair at all? Mr. Person? And I'm like, well, act." then I told them the story. I'm like, well, actually I was a hairdresser. I tried to make it. It didn't work out. That's why I landed in casting, you know, kind of thing. And then the girls would say, well, if you have experience, you've got good taste. I'll, you could do it. I trust you. Yeah. So these were huge girls not just like starting girls, just like Shalom Harlow, which was like top girl of the moment or one of them anyways. So it was this group of girls that I was friends with and they would let me do their hair. And from that, they would go on to set to the big people of the moment, the Demarchelliers, the Mizells and everything and Grace Coddington. And they would say, your hair looks great black, your hair looks great red, whatever it was that I had done. And then that's how this, grassroots movement yeah slow 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 for years this was going on it wasn't like i did one girl and like boom it was instant so while i was casting this has been going on for a while now this is where 
the Giselle picture comes in. For anyone who knows me, if you Google my name, it usually comes up next to hers. So Giselle was an unknown model when she was 16, moving, uh, coming from Brazil to London. I was casting a show there at the time. Even though she was not the look of the moment, it was very uh, punky girls. Um, she befriended me and we became great friends and we started talking and her body was perfect for the clothes. The only complaint was that she had boobs. And the designer's like, the clothes are perfect, but we don't want any chest. You know what I mean? Like we want flat. So anyways, she ended up getting the job as the looks model, charmed everyone. We managed to give her one look in the show. And from that, we just became friends. And as we became friends, she, uh, you know, said eventually I'm moving to New York and I don't have any friends, so we should be in touch. And so we were in touch. And then I was still casting at this point. So I'm casting, so she would see me in Milan, then she would see me in Paris, then she'd see me in London. So she saw me in the full circus and we just became friends. And then slowly she, she was starting to work. Her, her work was starting to pick up, not superstar yet, but busy making money. And she would say to me, God, I, I hate not being in Brazil. My hair is getting so dark and it used to look so light. And I'm like, I used to love how I used to spend the summers and it would just go light. I'm like, I could do that. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, we don't make you blonde. Like, my agency will freak out if I go light. I'm like, I'm not changing your color. All I'm doing is giving you some dimension. I'll just give you some light bits here around your face. So it looks like it just, your hair was in a bun and it, the sun made it light and that's what it is. So she's like, okay. So we did that. And that was the beginning of her success was starting to rise, but a big part of her success, aside from the body, <laughs> was her hair. Yeah. Oh yeah. People were like, what's up with that? Like whose hair looks like that? Whose hair has that perfect beachy wavy texture and color that looks like she just rolled out of bed and it's perfect. So that was, as she was rising, her hair was rising with her. Um, and that kind of thrusted me slowly into more a step, still grassroots, meaning no one, no one at any in, uh, high level knows who I am yet. This is just a murmur on the, the bottom of the simmering pan. Then this is the big break. And I'm sorry, this is the very last sentence. <laughs> 2002, my big break happens. This is, you know, I've been in New York now 12 years. 2002, the then director, beauty director of Vogue magazine, shopping inside at Yves Saint Laurent, looks at a model, says, I love your hair color. Thank you, Harry Josh does it. Another model shopping independently to her turns around and goes, he colors my hair too. Edward, the sales guy who is helping my British, uh, the uh, beauty director at Vogue says, he cuts my hair. And she literally is like, how am I the beauty director of Vogue? And I have no idea who this Harry Josh guy is. And he writes down on a piece of paper, he does Giselle and Carolina Kirkova, call him. So that day I get a call from the office of Vogue. You know, I must have played the voice back voice. I had a voice recorder back then. It was like, a, you know, you rewind it and play it. So it wasn't like digital. So I must have played that tape 6,000 times. Any guest that walked in the house, do you hear what that is? Do you hear what that is? They're like, I don't know who that is. I'm like, it's Amy Astley. Do you know who Amy Astley is? You know, so that's how it started. And then the article came out and it was just, I mean, it went from zero to not a hundred, zero to 10,000. I didn't know what to do with myself. It was just, I, my phone number was listed in the magazine. It rang all night long for days and weeks. I got an agent the very next day, the same agencies that rejected me, called me and said, do you have representation yet? I said, no, They're like, we'd like to, we'd like to take you on. So it was amazing that the blessing of a magazine like Vogue is all it took for everyone to be like, oh yeah, 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 he is cool. And so that's kind of how I became, and then the rest is kind of, as they say, history, like everything else from then on it is published. Like I said, it been on my Instagram or you can Google it, but that was the buildup to how I kind of got it. And then, yeah, so the, since 2002, 20 years now, just been coasting, coasting, coasting. It's crazy though. It's like you say, it's the idea of an overnight success is uh, a lifetime of hard work. Yeah, totally. And I just, I, the reason why, it's always the longest answer. And the reason why I always feel it's important to say it is because so many people suffer from adversity, right? They're like, oh, my family's low income. Oh, I'm minority. Oh, I grew up in a poor house. Oh, I got rejected too many times. Oh, they said I wasn't good enough. I'm like, yeah, me too. Like, so what? You know what I mean? Like you go to my house and look at my house. You think that I would have been destined for what I had. It's not the way I grew up. You know what I mean? So basically anything is possible is if you believe that it's possible. So even if you're like, I always say to my friends who are like, you know, been acting for a long time and haven't had their breaks. And I'm just like, if you love what you do, like you don't need to be famous. 
And that was kind of where my head was at. Sure, it would have been super cool to like, you know, get your name recognized for what you do, but I actually loved it anyways. Yeah. So if I never did get the accolades that I've now gratefully gotten, I think I would have been okay. I was super happy. I was just generally a happy person. I liked doing hair. It was cool having friends come to my house and do their hair. Cool that I was friends with models, you know, like it was just cool. I liked my life. This was just icing on the cake. Yeah. That all of a sudden I had recognition now to go with it. No, never a terrible thing to be acknowledged for what no. you're doing. We love that. No. Um, we do have a, the first question I would like to ask from one of our listeners does play right back into what you were just telling us, which is about the Giselle hair. Yeah. Because we had so many questions about the ombre. And yeah. I mean, I, I personally have, I have, and I have to hands up, say taken against the bad hombres, because we, that sounds terrible, but we all know, we've all seen it, right? The terrible, terrible, yeah. chunky two-tone. Terrible. Yeah, totally. Which I'm not going to hold you responsible for, Harry. That's not on you. Yeah. That's not your yeah. fault. <laughs> so, I will tell you, it is funny, I, I, and I'm not pro- proclaiming this myself. Another editor, and I don't remember which magazine it was, whether it was in a, the UK, maybe it was in the States, basically did a whole family tree on balayage. Mm-hmm. They tried to find the inception of it. And they called me because they're like, you are the king. Yeah. You started this. They did a whole pyramid of people and they went back to 1998. And they're like, you, <laughs> with Giselle's hair, was the template. Yeah. Sorry, not 98, uh, uh, 2001. And they said, this is the beginning of this version of like dark roots, light ends. Yeah. You know, and then all the iterations she had over the years of that is what triggered every other brunette in the world to be like, I can have light hair. Yeah. You know what I mean? It is possible. Now, I'm not going to say that I, since then, that has now been trickled into a billion versions. You know what I mean? Is it so monster now? It's it's so monster. There's no controlling it. Black ombre, blonde ombre, rainbow ombre, like there's a million things. And that was never my intention. It was just the idea. Yeah. I didn't want to create a trend. I just like this works for what I'm looking for it to work for. If we wanted uh, the perfect Giselle Sunkist ends, uh, what do we ask for? If we're going into a salon and we cannot come and see you, uh, if we're somewhere else in the world. I think what's really important, it's not just Sunkist ends. That is what the problem is. People think it's just the ends of the hair and it is not just the ends of the hair. It is the all of the ends of the hair, but peppered, only peppered, through the top part of the hair and then solid like Cindy Crawford nineties around the face. Ah. So basically it's bright around the face, bright on the ends and just a handful over the top. Okay. So what we're having people do in these salons when you don't have access is they're using foil and they're bleaching the bottom of the hair really sloppily. Uh, like it's been dipped in a can of paint <laughs> yeah. and then taken out and then rinsed and then send them home, you know, and it is a skilled technique it is not easy to do uh it does take a skilled hand do not attempt to go to your colorist to ask them for something like this if you have not seen their work elsewhere okay that makes it is crucial for you to see your end result on someone before you go to them yeah crucial if you see a girl on the street i love your color your color looks like mine but or how i'd like it to look give me the name and number of your colorist do not go to your loyal trusted colorist who does not have a port or does not have an instagram that represents the color you actually want it's because they don't know how to do it great advice uh next question if you could recommend something that everyone should be doing with their hair what would it be i think maintenance there's a lot of people who think that it's all over at the salon. Like you get your cut, you get your gloss, you get your highlights, you get your toner, you get your like whatever. You're like being like, okay, cool, I'll see you in two months. But it doesn't really end there. And that's always my beef with a lot of people. Having the proper hair care at home is the only way you are going to have that salon fresh look till your next visit. Color fades, it oxidizes, it goes brassy, it gets muddy, it looks dull, it looks greasy, it looks whatever. So having an arsenal of product under your bathroom is essential for every woman. And that means different products for different times of the year. Like some, I have clients are like, my hair is really greasy in the summer. I don't use conditioner. I can only use it on my ends. Okay, then we're going to put that, store that in the back. And for winter, we're going to use conditioner because it's too staticky. And every time you wear a hat, you take it off. Like whatever your ailment is, have an arsenal of products. For me, I love Goldwell and KMS. 
a couple of reasons. One, it's global reach, right? So I can talk to somebody like in friggin' Africa and they're like, yeah, we can get that there. I can get it in India. Like, you know, the, there's places to get these products. Sometimes I find products like, oh, it's only available there and like, we can't get it. And so I, I try to find lines that have massive reach and good price points. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like everyone can afford these products. So in general, KMS Goldwell, why I like them is because the range is so friggin' massive in terms of you could have such a specific problem. Like I have baby fine hair that's frizzy and dehydrated, but I can't use any conditioner because it'll make it greasy. Yeah. You know, so like, don't worry, we've got a spray and serum for you. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so easy for me to work with that. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to being a, a woman at home who needs to know what to do, your maintenance needs to be at home, not just at the salon and load up your black box, if you will of all your beauty essentials that you're like, okay, winter months, this deep conditioning, this shine, brassifier, adding warmth, whatever. I like to have a tackle box of like all hair things because often a lot of that stuff will prolong you, your visit to your next hairdresser. Oh, I want to come play in your bathroom. <laughs> yeah, right. I, <laughs> I don't want to play with all the toys. <laughs> I got tons. Yeah. Um, the next question I have, this is the one that came up a bunch. So I'll make this my last question. Who would you love to do the hair who you have never done? Is there anyone that you haven't worked with and what would you love to do for them? You know what? It's funny. I think when I've been doing this for so long, celebrity wise, musician wise, uh, influencer wise, whatever you name it, somebody who's relatively recognized and adored and I do adore all of them. I don't have the interest in doing their hair. It doesn't necessarily put a feather in my cap uh, the way it might for some other people. For me, what I'm really always wanting is great exchanges. So like having an amazing time meeting somebody new, it doesn't have to be a celebrity. It doesn't have to be, it could be like, well, Mrs. Johnson from around the corner. <laughs> like but just having that awesome, awesome dialogue. You know what I mean? We're like, God, I had a great day. That woman was amazing. And we had such a brilliant conversation. I did a good job. I felt good at the job I did. I know I empowered her because now she feels more beautiful. And she gave me something because we had a great conversation. So it's less about like, who do I need under my belt to feel happy? It's the type of person that I'm constantly longing for is that incredible conversation, somebody who's open and kind and appreciative of the work that I'm giving them. Often when you work with, with celebrities and famous people, they expect excellence because that's what they are. Every day their hair and makeup is excellent. They're not gonna give you a pat on their back. They expect it. You know, I just paid you a couple of grand. It should look perfect. Thank you, I'm out of here which is fine. It's my job. I get it. But it's really nice to connect. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you have someone who genuinely feels like, oh my God, I've never felt so beautiful. Or, oh my God, this is the blonde I've been dreaming of. Or, oh my God, that the brunette's finally right, not murky. Whatever it is that I could bring to the table, if it's matched by their energy, I feel like I've won, you know? Oh, that's the most beautiful answer. Thank you so much. Um, So tell everyone where they can find you uh, and what they should be looking oh, for. Yeah. Social is, I'm, uh, social is the best to reach me. Um, I have two accounts, one for my hair tool line called Harry Josh Pro Tools. Um, and then I have a personal one, which is called Harry Josh Hair, both on Instagram. But the Pro Tools account is very active because that's kind of a businessy one. So that's posting all the time. The Harry Josh regular one, I don't post as often, but please feel free to follow both. I'm sure people will, because I'm pretty sure everybody's in love with you now. So um, prepare yourself for many messages. Oh, that's so great. Well, I love everyone. And I know that sounds weird to say, but I genuinely do. I just think awesome. No, honestly, that was the most wonderful. I'm going to go into my day today thinking, like, how can we make a connection? Uh, and how can we make today mean something, which is lovely. Yeah, everything. You don't understand. I, I live my life exclusively through my relationships relationships can last 30 seconds. They can be the exchange between me leaving my Uber, me leaving the deli, the bodega, the, the person at the street selling me the whatever. That is a relationship. I have a two minute exchange, one minute exchange. Can I elevate someone who's grumpy? You know what I mean? Someone's having a bad day. Can I kill them with enough kindness that they might smirk as I walk away? What a way to live. You know what I mean? That is the objective of the day. Like lift, lift, lift. You know what I mean? Like make people feel good because that's all we need. And beauty and hair is such a great gift for me because I can do it as, from an aesthetic point. But the fact that if I can marry it from an internal emotional point, then it stays. Amazing. Right? When you wash your hair, the feeling goes because you can't make it look the way I did it. But if the conversation stays, how I made you feel can stay. That's incredible. That's such a beautiful place to leave this conversation. Thank you so, so much, Harry. It was a genuinely a gift to talk to you today. Thank you so much.
I love that man. I'm in love with that man. I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, what a lovely chap. What a beautiful outlook he has on life. And I really want to go around his house and play with all of his stuff. And if Giselle's there and we just want to chat, then like that's cool too. Um, you know, if Gwyneth's around, we'll have a lovely chat. I, I've, I've got some questions for her. Uh, I'm sure she'd love to answer them. So just saying, uh, I love him. <laughs> I want to know everything that he ever does because I just think he is a light in this world. And uh, thank you, Mr. Harry Josh, for joining us. Now, it is time and I am on my own. So I, you know what I'm going to ask? And I am going to ask it. I would ask that on the count of three, you all join me in having a sing song because it is time for one, two, three. Highlight of the week. The only upside to Harry being here, and there is not being here, sorry, and there is only one because like I miss her ridiculously, um, is that it's always the hardest part of the show to edit is getting us to sing in time. We just can't do it. We just can't do it, even if we're in the same room. It is a curse. Um, anyway, this week's highlight of the week. This is a product I was sent a million years ago roughly uh, and I think we mentioned it when it came out in new news but I really didn't care very much about it because I was like whatever uh, brand extensions woo uh, but I have had just of late I've had really really dry dehydrated skin I don't know what is going on I haven't got to the bottom of it yet but my skin has been so dehydrated so dry it's getting really congested because it's so dry then I'm getting these awful like bumps under my skin on my chin uh, I suspect it could be dairy I've been eating a lot of dairy and I shouldn't I think it might be that but th that would be the bumps I don't know about the dryness maybe it's just the change in season here in LA it has been really dry um, I've been inside for you know two years so it's it's been really dry it's been really dehydrated so I had a little look through what I got in my uh, box of tricks and I dug out this Elemis Pro Collagen Marine Moisture Essence. Now, it's not cheap, which is probably why I didn't bother with it because, you know, I, I don't love recommending super expensive stuff because I don't love buying super expensive stuff. Uh, and I did get sent this, but I feel comfortable talking about it now because I have repurchased it um, because it was it's become worth it to me. And I think that's the thing with pricey stuff. We're going to talk about this in another episode that will feature more luxury products um, it's only worth it if it is in your budget, if you love using it, and if it does the thing you want it to do. And if the thing you want it to do is just like be lovely, and it still meets the other two criteria, it's in your budget. So you, if that's it, it's doing it, that's fine. No one should ever feel bad about buying things that they love if they can afford them and it makes them happy. Um, this, I was a little bit like, is it in my budget? But I made it in my budget. I made it work uh, by taking some other things out of my budget. But uh, it is $90 for 100 mils, which feels like such a lot for an essence, which for a long time, an essence I really did not think was something my skin needed. It just felt like an extra step. Uh, I don't always want to take an extra step. I like my skincare regime to be as streamlined and as basic as possible. Uh, so I loved, I love a double cleanse. I will do a serum. Um, in the morning, I'll do a vitamin C or hyaluronic acid or a bit of both. Uh, moisturizer, SPF, out the door. At nighttime, I will do, you know, whatever else needs doing. I might need an acid tone uh, a couple, every couple of days or whatever. Uh, I will do a retinol every other night because I use a, a prescription retinol. So it's very um, strong compared to a lot of over-the-counter. So I only do it every other night. Um, and then a moisturizer, sometimes an oil on top if I've been a bit dry. Eye cream if I'm in the mood. I never, I'm still not convinced by eye creams. I've got some that I love, but I'm still not convinced by them as a concept. Um, I just never really thought that I needed an essence, especially if I'm putting on like a hyaluronic acid serum or a, a hydrating serum. I just couldn't see the need for it until my skin was so dry. I just had to go for whatever I had to layer it all on. And I pulled this out and I kid you not, no word of a lie, first time I used it, I put it on pressed it in, put it into my hands. It's that fat water texture, which is the Fenty essence, a very similar texture to the, the Fenty um, essence. It's sort of water with more heft. It's thick water, <laughs> it's sexy water. Uh, you don't need to put it on a pad that would weigh so much, but you just pour it into your hands or press your hands together one time to disperse it and then press it into the skin. I've been doing it on freshly cleansed skin, so my skin's a tiny bit damp. Um, then I'm putting on my regular serum on top and then my regular moisturizer. I, I can't, again, it's witchcraft. My skin just looked as though I had given it 
a massive drink of water. It was like taking a plant that looks a bit sad, watering it on a cartoon and it just perking right up. The, the results were immediate. It was not like, oh, well, I'll have to use this for a couple of weeks to see how it goes. The results were immediate. My skin had that immediate bouncy, plump, um, moisturized texture look that we want from a, a hydrating product. And when I got up the next day, my skin still looked great. So I am sold on this. I, it's been about three weeks now. I've been using it morning and night. Uh, I'm not even halfway down the bottle. It is lasting well, but I did I did buy another one uh, while, I, while I could. But it is just really, really beautiful. And if you are looking for that extra step in your skincare, if your skin is getting stressed out by, you know, life. I don't know if you've noticed what's going on outside the window, but like, don't look. Uh, if you don't know, don't look. <laughs> it's the only advice I can give you. But if you need an extra hydrating step, um, it doesn't have to be this one necessarily, but I would definitely pay more mind to essences essences than perhaps you have because I disregarded them and I was very like oh, whatever it's just an extra thing that I don't need turns out now I do need it I didn't always need it but I do now so this is just beautiful I mean it's full of hyaluronic acid obviously because um, what isn't uh, it's got magnesium it's got copper it's got zinc uh, it's a deeply moisturizing formula that delivers intense and intense and instant hydration that lasts up to 24 hours. Uh, it's clinically proven to double skin's moisture content. That's a lot, it's a lot of water in your skin. Uh, clinically proven to reduce the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles. That's that instant plumping uh, effect that we we love. 100% uh, agreed this flushed their skin with a feeling of deep, long-lasting hydration and left their skin looking smoother, plumped with moisture. That's what I just said. Uh, and Elemis has got the stats to back it up on their website. So well played, lads. Um, it's just another really beautiful product from the Elemis Pro Collagen Marine line. Who would believe it? Who would believe that they knocked it out of the park again? Uh, it's just quite scary, isn't it? It's all really good. Um, I just wish it was fractionally more affordable. Anyway, anyway, that's my highlight of the week. The Pro Collagen Marine Moisture Essence from Elemis. I really loved it. Uh, if you try it and if you need an essence, let me know. If you would like a cheaper essence recommendation, let me know and I will dig some up uh, and we can talk about those on a future episode. But that's it for this week. Thank you so much for joining me. I really have missed you. I really have missed this. Um, I would say come find us on Instagram, but we've been locked out of our account because Instagram hates me. Uh, I changed phones, physical phones. And uh, Instagram said, this isn't the phone that you usually use. And then they locked me out of my account trying to get it back but you know what I'm also around at Lindsay Kelk on Instagram and at Lindsay Kelk on Twitter and you can always come join us at the Facebook group where it's still going we're still very active all my pals are there shout out Jess shout out Shiv uh, a bunch of you I that was mean to just shout out two people um but yeah come to facebook.com forward slash full coverage podcast top pinned post it is the full coverage beauty chat group come and join us it is the nicest place for the most reassuring lovely supportive environment for beauty lovers would love to see you there you can always ask questions there i will see them i will find them i will get back to you if it's a question i can answer in the pod because it's something we should share with the room uh, i will but overall, thank you so, so much for your support. Thank you so, so much for saying you wanted to hear from us again. Um, I love doing this podcast. I love talking about beauty with you all. And it's just such a gift to me to be able to share this with you. Uh, and to be able to share Mr. Harry Josh this time as well, because what a gift to the world. And on that note, I shall go because I'm officially waffling. This is why I need Harry to tell me to shut up. It's time to go. Uh, I'll be back in two weeks with another episode and I'll see you then. Bye, guys. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.